What are you waiting for? I said go. Oh, we're talking now. Action. Hmm. How's it going? I actually have a topic that I remembered. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So. Wait, 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 wait. If we're going to do this for real, I got to ask you one question. What is it? Hey, what's going down? You're on the recovery pod. What's good? So. All of Eckhart Tolle's books talk about how to um, stop identifying with thoughts, how to be present with your feelings, yourself, and everything. But what he doesn't mention and what he doesn't, like, basically warn anybody about is as soon as you get present with who you are and your thoughts and everything, it's like... You you get to see who you truly are and how do you, you know, you're, you're present with your triggers, you're present with whatever comes in. You're not just like trying to detach from it all. It's like, it's there still. And people who have psychological, you know, traumas or just issues, when they get faced with that, it's like, well, am I still... You know, it's like when you're not spiritually bypassing it all, because the problem, hap- the thing that happens is people tend to spiritually bypass it, just think, oh, everything is good now. I'm, you know, I'm disidentifying with my thoughts and everything, but there's still things in you that you're trying to avoid that way. And that's not good to do either. So I just think whoever gets into like the spirituality stuff they need to be aware of you know they're them having to go through that shadow work them having to go through that dark um soul age or dark age of the soul or whatever it is right Um, but do you get what i'm saying so like when you let me check that out when you um first okay so when you first start thinking of all these things, you're present, right, with mm-hmm. with your reality, your emotions, and you're observing them and all that, and that's what you're talking about, feeling all these triggers. But like, I don't know, to me, that's that's another layer of thought. It's like being present with all my thoughts that trigger me emotionally and mentally is still a form of... I'm yes, I'm present, but I'm also presently thinking about the past. You know what I mean? So like when I'm truly present, like in this moment, not in thought, like yes, I could be thinking about what am I gonna do tomorrow, what happened to me last year. But at the same time, I'm still I I'm going upstairs and I'm and I'm like time traveling into like another domain. When I'm like present present. I'm just here. So I th- I think there's still a difference. You know what I mean? But I see what you're saying. Like, you got to be prepared for these moments to happen when you're not distracting yourself with current distractions, right? Yeah, so the issue I ran into when I first started reading him and getting into the whole, you know, separation from the ego was that I would try really hard to be like present here and now, which kind of got 
me in a state where I was really, really hard on myself because I couldn't, you know, I would be like, I would force myself to just like be here and now, but like there were still things that were happening to me that I could not figure out. There was some sort of a discomfort. There was something there that was like deeply rooted in me that was really, you know, screwing with me. And so it wasn't until I was able to kind of just allow those things to happen and kind of having to figure out, I had to ask why this is happening to me. I had to backtrack. I had to question, um, why am I feeling so horrible? Why am I feeling so off? And just, I, I, I see this tendency of people, you know, the whole spiritual bypassing thing where it's like, whatever has happened before all the trauma everything like it's not here anymore it's done like i am i just want to be here and now all the time i don't you know but it's like triggers happen and they're there for a reason and triggers happen to alert you that there is something that's going on here that you need to work on that you need to figure out and if you just kind of you know, ignore them, like think, oh, well, this is a trigger. This is from the past. It doesn't matter because, you know, it's not happening here and now. That doesn't really help. You're just kind of repressing it. So um, I also get kind of confused in the moment sometimes, but I guess there's a fine line. Like in the moment I'll be out, for example, at a, you know, like I'm socially interacting with like a lot of people and I get super triggered I am like you know start (laughs) I almost started crying one time and it was just like oh my gosh this is a lot but I was very present with my feelings I was there with myself I wasn't repressing them I wasn't disconnecting from them I was just you know here and now I am very scared of all these people like deep down and I sat in it and I needed that moment because after like, I don't know, a few minutes went by and it just like, let me go. But it alerted me like, hey, this something has happened here before and it caused you a lot of pain. Um, If I wasn't present with myself, I would not have figured it out that this was happening because, you know, there are some questions and Eckhart Tolle is you know, that he has answered and the power of now where somebody asked, well, wouldn't present mean that you're just ignoring all your feelings and it's that, you know, toxic positivity or whatever it is. And he's just like, no, you're just, you're present with whatever you're feeling. But, you know, there's a difference between like sitting in it and just like, you know, wallowing in self-pity because you can like easily put on that like victim mask or you know, and just get addicted to it and just be there forever. Um, But there's like that really fine line between those things. So I just thought people need to, it's very important that people understand when they're becoming present with with themselves, what they're coming face to face with and to not be scared of it and to not, you know, try to repress it because I was very, very hard on myself when those things started coming up. I was just like, man, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not doing good enough. I need to, you know, keep breathing. I need to keep, 
you know, meditating, <laughs> but it's just like, this is, this is part of me. This is who I am right now. So. Right. So, yeah, I feel like when it comes to that stuff, like, yeah, the toxic positivity, like you're not going to be able to just tell yourself it's all good when it's not, you're not going to believe it. You know, you're just trying, you're, it's another form of control. You're just trying to make it go away. Um, when you're sitting in the feelings, it's not really about reliving it and being okay with it. It's not about making to where these memories never trigger again. It's about observing it. Like, okay, I see what's happening. I feel my heart beating. I feel this fear. What is this fear? Can I process this fear? Is there anything in my immediate presence to be fearful of? Like, if I'm in a room full of strange looking people that have done me wrong, there's probably something to fear. If I'm sitting in a room alone thinking about something that happened like a long time ago or something that might hypothetically happen in the future, you know, there's not really a lot of concern there. There's no immediate threat. You know, those are things I can at least tell, remind myself and try to take it away a little bit. But then when I'm observing something, it's if I tell myself, like, I'm okay with this, like, I'm mentally and spiritually prepared to observe this without judgment, with compassion, and I'm able to just feel it, not just sit in it, not just do this to make it go away, because that's still another form of control. But like, I am truly here to look at this unobjective, you know, like, I'm, I'm a witness of this person's trauma as if I'm watching TV or something. You know what I mean? Like I am the person who, yes, I was in the driver's seat also when this person experienced it, I can feel all their feelings. I hear all their thoughts, but at the same time, like when you really get in observer mode, you can detach from it at least for a second, not permanently, you know, like that's like thinking, Oh, well, when I go meditate, I'm going to sit down every time meditate perfectly drift off to this magical land no you sit down your brain gets squirrely as fuck you get impatient you're like whoa what am i gonna buy from the store today when i go or huh i wonder what's uh on tv tonight you know like i we were meditating last night and i literally like two or three minutes i'm into it and then a little bit into it i'm like thinking of so many different things and like so There's been times where back in the day before like presence, before all this other shit, I'm like dwelling on these things and I'm replaying them and my heart's beating and my anxiety's through the roof. And I'm like just circling this thing over and over and but I'm not observing it at all. I'm just reliving it like rip open the bandaid, poke at the wound. You know what I mean? Like remember how it felt and when you try to deny that the wound is even there, that's just another form of resistance. And when you resist, it persists. And, you know, you always, you can't trick yourself. You always come back to like the same thing. So it's good to the observer. I feel is like dead center neutral where it's like, I'm not denying this happened. I'm not trying to make it go away, but I'm also not, I'm not playing along either. You know what I mean? And and that way easier said than done. You know, I know all these things. I've experienced them before and I still get caught up in the shit. So, yeah, be prepared for I, I totally get what you're saying. Like, be prepared for it to not all be like fucking peaches and cream, like from here on out. Like, it's going to be hard work and you're going to have to remind yourself often. Like, how many times did we like come to the concept of ego, thought identification, all the things know it hardcore 
use it and practice it daily, but then have one day where we just don't even think of none of it and we're just hella lost in our ego. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 another like balance thing. It's another there is no one perfect answer to get the perfect life because that's just another trap. Like even with recovery, like, oh, well, I'm sober now, so everything's going to be great from here on out. Oh, I'm going to work these steps. And then life's going to be great. You know, life's going to be fair. Uh, bad things aren't going to happen. If I treat my partner with respect and dignity and all the things I never did, they're not going to lie and cheat on me. Like, nah, this shit's still going to happen. So it's like being prepared for it, doing your best, staying in reality. And, you know, even even though nobody's really triggered me in the ways that I used to be triggered so deeply back in the day that fucked me up, like with conditioning and stuff with trust that the issues are still there. So it's like, they're there less, but sometimes they get activated. Sometimes I can observe them and be like, okay, this isn't really valid for you to feel this way right now. And other times it's like, I'm just less aware of myself being in the observer than I and I'm just like lost in it, you know. But yeah, I guess um it's just another thing is like I always tell myself and I'm sure you do too like you know the whole like knowledge of observer mode and knowing to detach in the moment, but it's like when that moment comes it comes in so quick and so like I don't you know um it just it gets a hold of you like I know I become so powerless in that moment over myself and there's nothing I can do to you know so I guess I I try to keep in mind that I have to you know if I just try to observe it for what it is it'll it'll feel like it'll be okay but it's like in the moment I just forget all logic so um, well, when you say there's nothing I can do about it in the moment, what do you mean? I mean, there's not like I'm powerless over myself. I can't. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing. Can I tell you what you mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> can I tell you what I mean? Or I'm do just you know like what I mean? resisting it and I don't want it to be there. <laughs> right. There's nothing you can do to make it go away. To, right. to make it fixed right here and there. Like, like I told someone the other day, um, and this is something I noticed in myself when I went through like a breakup or two where, you know, like fresh after some shit like that, just some, some big things that happen in your life. Like you have anxiety through the roof and your thoughts are running nonstop. You know, I mean, I'm talking not eating, not sleeping, not enjoying, not being able to zone out into movies not getting distracted by work like I'm just fucked and basically it it gets so much worse the more I'm just constantly looking for breaths of air like constantly like oh how can I make this better you know how can I make this go away well I can watch tv because that works when I'm pissed off sometimes like maybe I'll zone out maybe I'll get caught up in my work nothing's working you know and then it's like all right then bring it like I got this you know like all right thoughts let's go bring it on and they literally stop for me like they come back later and they don't 
I, I don't just feel perfect right after, but 90% of it is gone. I'm just, because I'm just, I switch my whole mood from please go away, please go away to give me everything you got. Let's fucking go. And it's just like, it's like what you resist persists. So it's like, instead of don't think about this, don't think about this. Oh, fuck, I'm thinking about it. Now my heart's beating. Now I'm anxious, right? It's just like, Let's think about this. Come on. I want to think about all this shit. I want to think about this. I want to think about that. And then it's just like, okay, I'm done. Like <laughs> literally. And and it's just so freeing to be like, fuck, yes. Like, thank you. Leave me alone. And it's almost like some like a bully just picking on you till you stand up for yourself. And then they're like, all right then, you know? But as long as you keep running, they're gonna keep coming. Like. And I, I shared that with a client the other day and she was just beside herself. And I tried to be like, well, what about a gratitude list? What about this? What about that? And everything was just nah, nah, nah. And then I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to help you or not, but this is what helps me sometimes. And that was the end of the conversation. And then she messaged me later and was like, yo, like I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent, but like that shit helped a lot. So. Yeah, because I guess my main thing was like, how when I'm in that state, how do I pull myself out into that observer mode? You know, how do I um, just remind myself like, but I guess that's one outlet is to be like, hey, you know, stop resisting and just let it come. Um, What does it take to get into the observer mode? You just have to do less. Right. (laughs) Less thinking, less trying, less everything, like less just stop whatever, you know, it's it's not like a process you have to do. You literally have to like undo. Right. Yeah. It's like this whole spiritual journey. It's not a learning thing. It's an unlearning thing. How do you unlearn the shit you learned that didn't that doesn't serve you anymore? You know, like. I don't know. And, And then and then keep in mind, too, especially if you're an addict that it's a good feeling to overcome these behaviors, thoughts, and, you know, past hurts. It's a great feeling that you're going to want to be there all the time. And it's just not going to happen. Like, you're not just going to hit to a new point and say, well, I'm never going to think about that again, or I'm never going to experience this again. Like, yes, you are. And you should prepare for it. And you should actually be okay with it. Like, when I was using, I hated feeling anything negative angry sad all the shit and now it's like I I still don't like it but I can deal with it like I can have a funky day or a sad day and it's not the end of the world I'm not scrambling like how do I use how do I just completely check out and numb myself it's just like all right well this sucks but whatever it's part of life or sometimes you can even embrace it a little bit because Without the bad days, them good days just don't feel as good, you know? Like after you're sick, you can be sick for like a solid week. You feel phenomenal the first day you feel good again, you know? And you just feel regular. It could be a regular ass day and you're like, I can breathe, I can move, I, you know, I'm not just sitting, laying around. But then like a month or two later, not, probably not even that long, you're all discontent again, forgetting how great it is to feel just normal because that pain of being sick is gone. You know what I mean? And and waking up, just being able to breathe isn't that big of a great thing to be grateful for anymore. You know? 
Yeah, I guess my other thing, um, how I was talking about that thin line between allowing what is there and then just kind of like falling into it and just like wallowing in it. Um, that kind of is tricky for me because I've learned this. There's this uh concept um that I learned in rehab that I kind of forgot about until recently because that was the thing that I just I hated the most to think about you know um just kind of denied it so we we all have different like defense mechanisms or you know just but they call them masks so there's like a mask of a clown where you just kind of like laugh about everything and then there's the mask of the victim where you feel so bad for yourself. And then there's some other mask. I think it was like, I don't remember what it was called, but somebody just getting super angry and just violent. Um, mine was the victim. Big time. And I hated that about myself. I hated that my thing was to, I I started, like, I kind of wrote about it. I'm calling it a... Uh, like a villain superpower where um my superpower is to get myself into that mode and use it as a manipulation tactic so people feel sorry for me and I get whatever I want out of them and it's like I if I allow my if I allow whatever is there I sometimes I will fall into that victim mode and it's like literally the worst because I feel I can it's like I can observe what's happening to me I see what I'm doing but that's that whole concept of being powerless over yourself like you know step six where that 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 whole step is basically you know so the first step you're admitting you're powerless over the addiction um and then codependency you're powerless over somebody but then in step six for both of those you're powerless over yourself sometimes like completely. And I am in that mode and there's nothing I can do to pull myself out. And it's not like it's serving me anything. Like whatever I want to get out of people with that, I don't want it anymore. I it's not something that like I don't get that satisfaction from it as I did back then. And so that's what I'm saying. Like, if I just sit there and, you know, stop resisting it, it's like I will trickle into that. <laughs> so that is that thin line that I'm talking about. But I guess. Like, I like how you said um, that, you know, spirituality is not learning, it's unlearning. So I guess I just have to unlearn and let go of that, you know, victim mode. But it's just it like it's so powerful. It's literally like a villain. <laughs> yeah, because so I mean, especially before, because like you're unconscious. So, like back in the day, if you're being manipulative, if you're being angry and winning arguments, you know what I mean. All these things can feel good because to an unconscious person or someone who doesn't know better or just looks around the world and it's like, okay, this is this what defines winning. You know what I mean. You can feel like, all right, these are all the things that make me feel good because, yeah, I feel bad and I may not feel great, 
but I feel better at the end of it all or manipulating people to get what you want or cheating and getting away with it, you know, like, but when you know better and you truly believe the the different way of life, that shit just doesn't hit anymore. Because even if you got everything you wanted manipulating people, you'd still be like, this isn't it, you know, and, and those people feel like this isn't it, but they don't know that there's a better way to feel. So if like, I'm usually feeling below zero and then maybe getting my little ego wins puts me at zero, but I don't know there's like a positive 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Zero is going to feel great because I don't feel like shit. But once you rise above the surface a little bit and you're able to like, oh, there is something more like in sobriety. Like I've had I've had happy times in my addiction. I've had joy, I, but nothing. And I'm not going to say it's like, oh, never a moment that compares to my worst day sober because I think that's bullshit. You know what I mean? But like. I experience more pure joy not all the time i'm still bored i'm still jaded you know but like the things that are good are just i'm always above the surface you know what i mean even when i'm low i may dip my head below the surface but i don't stay down there long you know what i mean i'm just kind of down there for a second and i know that some life exists above the water so like i make my way back towards it rather than just sitting down there and getting manipulative or or nasty or whatever like that's not it for me so and i find that just fighting less in the underworld i love all these metaphors right now by the way i'm just like adding them on is um it's just not gonna bring me anywhere i really want to be so 